You are now listening to Strong in the Saddle, a weekly podcast with the goal to help you get strong in the saddle and maximize your potential as a rider and horse person. Whether you're someone who is looking to make the finals as a professional barrel racer, a dressage rider hoping to advance to the next level, or a recreational rider who just enjoys their horses away from the competition arena, I am here to help you be the best that you can be, both in and out of the saddle, in and out of the competition arena. If you're ready to improve your health and fitness so that you can be the best that you can be for your horse, then you're in the right place. Now let's get into today's episode. everyone welcome to strong in the saddle i'm your host katrina before we get rolling i have a favor to ask if you could please subscribe rate and review the podcast that would be greatly appreciated it lets apple podcasts know that you enjoy this episode which helps to spread the podcast to others who might enjoy it as well it only takes a moment of your time but would mean the world to me And just a reminder that this podcast offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional. Do not disregard, avoid, or delay obtaining medical or health-related advice from your healthcare professional because of something you may have heard on this podcast. The use of any information provided on this episode or any other episode of the podcast is solely at your own risk. And with that said, let's get into today's episode. Today's episode is centered around one specific thing, protein, and why it is so important for people who ride and work with horses to consume. I feel like most people understand that it's important to get in sufficient protein, but I don't think we focus on protein the way that we tend to focus on fats and carbohydrates. Everyone is worried about whether they're eating too many or too few carbs and or fats, but we don't really see people question their intake of protein. It's kind of... It is what it is for most people, but I want to change that for you today because if you're looking to get strong in the saddle, then you definitely need to give protein some love. So let's just quickly go through some basic science here that I'm sure you learned back in high school but have since forgotten. We're not going to get too deep in the weeds here, so don't worry about that either. So protein is often called the building block of the body. If you ask most people what the purpose of protein is, they would probably say to build muscle. We often think about, you know, bodybuilders and how they consume a ton of things like egg whites and chicken breasts. 
to build their muscle. And all of that isn't incorrect. Protein is built up of what are called amino acids. If you've looked at supplements at all, I'm sure you've seen things like BCAAs or branch chain amino acids and EAAs, essential amino acids. In a very basic sense, those are just fancy proteins. And if you're getting sufficient protein in your diet, then you don't need to consume consume those sorts of supplements. That's kind of getting off track, but let's continue. So protein helps build up the body. The amino acids within protein help to do all sorts of stuff, including, like we said, building and repairing muscle tissue, but also bones, tendons, and even things like your skin and hair. Amino acids can also do other things that I think, you know, but I think, you know, just the fact that they build and repair the body is what we will be really focusing on for our purposes as riders. Based on that information alone, I'm sure you can make the conclusion as to why adequate protein intake would be important for us as riders when we work out, when we ride, and even during just day-to-day living, our bodies break down and need to be repaired. That's where protein, or specifically the amino acids within protein, come into play. If there isn't sufficient amino acids in the body, the body can't repair itself, and it certainly can't make it stronger. I will say one thing here, though, before we go any further. Uh, Protein does not by itself cause you to get stronger and build muscle. Your body will only get stronger if you give it a reason to, i.e. you need to give your body the stimulus via strength training to build muscle. You can eat all the protein in the world, but if you never lift a weight, your body isn't going to get stronger. That being said, if you don't eat sufficient protein, your body won't grow muscle either. Protein is crucial for recovery and for rebuilding. That, you know, that those processes that the body undertakes after a strength training workout. So if you lift weights but don't eat sufficient protein, your body is just going to break down, which is obviously the opposite of what we want here. Regularly eating insufficient protein can cause all sorts of issues. You might notice that your skin kind of starts to deteriorate a little bit. You might become more prone to infections. And if it continues for a prolonged period of time, your muscle would start wasting away. And you might be putting yourself at higher risk for things like bone fractures. Not a good time. Obviously, those are things we definitely don't want to happen, especially if we're wanting to optimize our performance in the saddle and as riders. Sure, having crappy skin is one thing, but losing muscle and having weak bones means big trouble, especially when you consider the fact that we're dealing with 1,200-pound animals on a regular basis. 
there is some information floating around the internet that if you eat too much protein that you will do damage to your kidneys. As far as I know, there is little to no scientific evidence to support that statement. You can eat what would be considered a very high amount of protein in in comparison to the average American diet and your kidneys Unless you have a pre-existing condition, I don't think your kidneys are going to be negatively impacted. But please remember the disclaimer at the start of the show saying, please consult your healthcare professional. With that being said, so I'm guessing that you're wondering what a high amount of protein would be. When structuring a diet, we typically prescribe protein intake either as a percentage of your daily total calories or in grams per pound of body weight. I tend to go with the latter since the percentage method can sometimes end up with some not so optimal numbers. So if you are looking to gain strength and increase your performance in the saddle, then I am going to suggest that you eat between 0.8 and one gram of protein per pound of body weight. So if you weigh, let's say 150 pounds, that's somewhere between 120 and 150 grams of protein, which actually isn't that hard to get if you're eating some sort of protein at each meal. And I will say I would not consider that a high intake. High intake, I would say, is when you start getting above one pa- one gram per pound of body weight and into that, like getting closer to or even above the 1.5 grams per pound of body weight. There are many foods that contain protein, and I'm sure you could easily list off some sources without having any nutritional knowledge. The most obvious source is animal protein. So chicken, turkey, beef, lamb, all the meats contain typically very high amounts of protein. Uh, Fish is also high in protein. Other animal products have protein. So that would be things like eggs and dairy, you know, milk, yogurt, that sort of thing. Then we have our more vegetarian sources of protein. So things like tofu, quinoa, lentils. One caveat there though, on the vegetarian sources of protein, most vegetarian sources of protein are what we call incomplete protein sources. What does that mean? Well, remember that I said that protein is made up of amino acids. Protein sources such as meat are considered a complete protein source because they contain a complete amino acid profile. Vegetarian sources of protein do not, which means that you could be lacking in specific types of amino acids if you don't eat a variety of vegetarian protein sources. And that's part of the reason why I'm not a huge fan of vegetarian and vegan diets. Yes, I understand that many people adopt those diets for reasons that 
have nothing to do with health, but it's definitely something to be aware of. Getting enough protein in with a vegetarian diet and even more so on a vegan diet can be extremely difficult. Yes, it can definitely be done, but it's certainly not as straightforward as being an omnivore and eating meat. Um, So at this point, I want to bring this episode around to practical takeaways that you can put into practice right away. It's fine and dandy to know chemistry of protein, but we need this, we need to take it back to day to day. How can we put this in our lives? How can we use this knowledge to get us strong in the saddle? So let's go back to that 150 pound person that I mentioned a minute ago. I said that based on their body weight, they should be getting somewhere between 120 and 150 grams of protein every day. Not just on days that they work out, not just on days that they ride, every day. So let's run through what that would look like. So one thing you do need to keep in mind is that even foods that we wouldn't consider protein sources are going to have trace sources of protein, which can count towards our daily total protein intake. Um, I won't give those specifics in our example here, but one example is bread. You know, usually we would consider bread a carb, but I think, you know, you might, if you eat a couple slices of bread, you might be getting like five grams of protein and that definitely counts towards your total protein intake. So just something to be aware of. Um, so let's start with breakfast. Um, you know, we might have two whole eggs, two slices of toast with avocado on top. So from the eggs, we will get around 26 grams of protein. The bread for two slices, depending on the brand, you know, five to eight grams of protein. I looked at my bread, um, and it would have eight for two slices. So that's a total of 34 grams of protein in breakfast. Lunch can be a tricky one. And I think this is where a lot of people trip up. They don't get enough protein at lunch, which puts them behind on their protein for the day. And also at a disadvantage when trying to get stronger, but it can also leave you feeling hungry and lethargic mid-afternoon since protein has a high level of satiety that's going to leave you feeling fuller longer. So if you don't get that in your lunch, um, you know, that's kind of why people have that mid-afternoon slump. So, and that's definitely where meal prep comes into play, you guys. Let's say that you were on on your game this week and you did a bit of meal prep. You made some chicken, some jasmine rice, and a side of vegetables for your lunch. If you had four ounces of chicken, that's 31 grams of protein. And depending on the size of your jasmine rice serving, that's going to be another five grams or so of protein. So we get about 36 grams of protein in your lunch. So between lunch and breakfast, we are already halfway to our target protein already. 
um, supper time rolls around and you decide to have the classic steak, potatoes, and salad. If you have an eight ounce steak, that's 56 grams of protein. So we had 34 grams at breakfast, 36 at lunch, and 56 at supper, which gives us a total of 126 grams of protein. Bam, you just crossed the threshold of your minimum protein intake for the day. And we haven't even looked at snacks or anything else that you may have eaten during the day that would contain trace amounts of protein. The big key here is to keep your protein consumption going all day. Not only will it help you meet your targets by spreading it out throughout the day, but it's also going to help with muscle protein synthesis, i.e. getting stronger. And it's also going to help you stay satisfied longer. This is really important in a dieting phase where, you know, hunger might come into play. Um, So, yeah. And, of course, on top of that, like I said, eating enough protein is going to help ensure that your hard work in the gym and in the saddle isn't all for naught. Keeping up on your protein will be a really big piece of ensuring that you get stronger in the saddle each and every day. And, you know, it can be tasty. There's lots of really good protein powders out there. I will recommend one. I recently tried PE Sciences Cake Pop Protein. It is amazing. So if you're having trouble getting in your protein, buy a protein powder, you know, PE Science tastes wonderful. Dimatize is a pretty good brand. Legion Athletics has a good line of protein. Um, so yeah, no excuse to not get in your protein and to ensure that you keep getting stronger and stronger. And so with that, that's kind of it for my ramble on protein. I thought here at the end of the episode, I would just give a quick update I know when I changed everything over to Strong in the Saddle from a cowgirl and her horse, I said that I would continue to give updates on my horsey adventures and whatnot. Um, So just a little update. So this episode is getting released on Friday. On Sunday, I am going to be competing in a horse show with my 21 year old gelding. I have no idea what brought this on, but I'm entered up. We are entered in six classes. So we will be doing showmanship, Western pleasure, Western equitation, ranch pleasure, command, and trail. I think that's six, right? So, you know, I've for those of you who don't know, I did barrel racing for 14, 15 years. So I haven't shown, I showed a little bit with Junior the first year I got him. Um, I haven't shown in 15 years. So um, it's been barrel racing up to this point. So it's going to be interesting. We've been putting in the work, getting you know, practicing riding one hand with a curb bit, 
working on all the little details. I went shopping to get, you know, Shoshin and shampoo and all those things to make them look all spiffy. So um, if you haven't already, please be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Strong in the Saddle. I will, I'm sure, be blasting social media with a ton of pictures that day. So look out for that. And yeah, that's kind of an update. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Like I said, if you haven't already, please be sure to hit subscribe on Instagram or Facebook. Also remember that I am offering one-on-one coaching if you're interested in getting strong in the saddle. So coaching would involve me providing you with a workout plan, um, trying out trying a, or setting you up with a nutrition plan, all completely customized for you. It would involve weekly check-ins where I would see how you've progressed, have a bit of a chat with you, and make any changes if necessary, all towards you know getting you closer to your goals, getting strong in the saddle, and all those good things. So if that is something that interests you, Um, my website isn't quite up and running yet, but so please just send me a DM on Instagram or Facebook and we can set up, I guess you can call it a discovery call just to see if it would be a good fit for us to work together and off we go to the races. So with that being said, I will close it off here and until next week, remember it's always a good day to ride.